Okay, what's up? And welcome back to the Thursday show, which is actually being recorded on a Friday, Woo! and you'll listen to it on a Thursday. Thursday. And we're back with Blair. Uh, Blair just had so much fun that he decided he wanted to be on another episode. <laughs> so, welcome back, Blair. Thanks. I loved the last episode. I'm excited for this one. I think a lot of people loved it. Uh, got a lot of great feedback from like three people. <laughs> it, was, it was fire. We actually got a couple of likes on the video or the, the, the audio this time. I saw two whole likes from uh, from this guy, Josh Fu, and this other guy, Blair Kim. <laughs> so I, like, like, I, I think uh, we're, we're getting somewhere with this podcast thing. So, <laughs> like, uh, but uh, I just put a picture out on my Instagram uh, of us recording this podcast right now. Blair literally is using a, a handheld recorder microphone on top of a paper towel roll. Like, <laughs> this thing is super low. It's actually perfect for this. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's right at. Hey, I mean, if it light. works, why fix it? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but besides, this is radio, or uh, you know, yeah, audio. nobody needs to see what's nobody going on behind. As long as it sounds good. So, if it sounds good, make sure to uh, give us a little heart, a little thumbs up, whatever it is you uh, you do with your your current audio RSS feed thingy. So, yeah, uh, Blair, <laughs> if you could just, uh, I, I, I think we kind of skipped over this last time. If you could just uh, kind of like tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe uh, what it's what it's like to be Blair Kim. Oh, my gosh. Where do I start? <laughs> um, well, for one thing, compared to you, it's a lot. Everything's a lot. Are are you looking up? <laughs> <laughs> I I have a tendency to look up at more stuff, and you have a tendency to look down at more stuff, right? And oh, would you say that makes you an optimist? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I like well, to, I like to know, think I'm was, pretty positive. We were in your office yesterday, and the ceiling fan was going, and you know, I I could never quite let go of that fear, and I'm sure you're like totally used to it now, but like, um that fear that you know uh the ceiling fan is gonna like, nick your head or i've had it happen so many times it's so like, it's really yeah. close right and yeah. so, so i'm sure that you've you just automatically kind of tilt your head nowadays, tilt my head. Right? yeah uh, you know it's interesting there are certain um there are obvious huge advantages to being big right there yeah literally there's a lot of disadvantages too like mid-sized cars and things like that don't exactly work so let's go over those right so like um i I read this interesting thing the other day a little piece of trivia that like every single president except for one has been over at least six foot okay and that that includes you know barack obama president trump um how tall is how, how tall is donald trump oh i don't know but he look he looks tall I think he's a pretty big dude like i think i mean if you see like the the comic strips and stuff they're like mm-hmm. the parodies of him they always make him like super fat right but I, I mean i don't think he's that fat i've never been like up close with him mm-hmm. but like i mean just like judging by like, like the distance i've been from him i'm like yeah, he's, he's not that you know i mean he's a normal sized dude or whatever but like they always make him look super fat do you think he's pretty fat in person or I don't know. What, <laughs> if, if I had to describe him in one word that wasn't related to his presidency, I think I'd say old. Right? He's he's he is pretty old what, in his mid seventies. Yeah, but I mean he's alive and kicking, right? Yeah, I think I think there's been a lot of uh, media attention as to his mental 
health and whether he's like mentally capable <laughs> of being president. Um, I, well, yeah, because there was that whole thing about uh, uh, Kim Jong Un said that he had uh, he had a button to deploy a missile on his desk, right? And then Trump tweets out. Tell him my button is bigger <laughs> and my missiles are bigger. <laughs> like, like people are like, like take take the controls away from this child. It's so it's so hilarious. Okay, we're checking out this article right now. Okay, now this is it's a CNN article. Now, I used to read CNN all the time. I was a big fan of their their tech blog, mm-hmm. but. They're fake news. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. But I, I find I find that what you read. like a lot of the a lot of the stuff is uh, opinionated articles, and it's hard sure. to find anything that's like not like a like a blog anymore on CNN.com. I'm not mm. sure about their their television broadcast as far as like what they're reporting, but I know that like like well, the blog it's al- and stuff it's always biased right so yeah. like it and we know that fox news is heavily biased yes for trump whereas they, but they the i mean they're are, in like and an cnn assumption. is very very biased against right yeah, yeah. so and, and so they they skew their media coverage to mm-hmm. reflect that um both both, yeah, both yeah. media companies De- definitely definitely but i mean I, I I got to a point like where I, like I was reading CNN every day like I subscribed to their their feed mm-hmm. and I was reading all their articles but then I started to notice there were so many like spelling and grammatical errors in the blog post Ooh. and I was like I can't handle this yeah so then I just I, I stopped I don't really read anything right now um, I would like to find uh, a, a news source that I can. I can follow other than than YouTube videos. <laughs> so if you got a if you got a news a news blog or something that you follow, uh, maybe you could leave that in the the comments. And maybe you that, can get your news from here. You could get your news your from here. <laughs> I'm gonna start a whole new show called Skewed News, Ooh. and it's gonna just like be like fake news. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, it's already happening. Okay. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, yeah, but I I thought it would be funny to like make parody news, but whatever. Okay. I guess the actual news is already kind of parody news. And uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. Well, well, let's go back to the uh size thing, right? So like Yeah. Yeah. So so a guy your size has major advantages in life and you have major disadvantages in life and a guy mm-hmm. my size, for those of you who don't know, I'm 5 foot 6 and so I'm a whole foot taller yeah. than you. Yeah, Denver's at least no, maybe not at least, but yeah, a whole foot, twelve inches. Yeah, and uh, so I have a um, much easier time getting into, like you said, mid-size cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an engineer; I crawl around um, machinery all day, and it, okay. you know, we have the machines are built in Japan, for example. We have a lot of maintenance so technicians good who, size are, who are like your size, and they have a hard time. They're mm-hmm. they're big boys. They they can't fit through some of the little access doors and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to find other means, right? But with me, um, the door is not quite my size, but um, I you know I still have to duck through to get into the machines. But um, I have an easier time, definitely, right? And and then of course, um, I'm sure you have a hard time finding clothes. I have, I know I have, I'm going to be honest, be real with everybody. I get my socks from the women's section and for a while it was the kids section, but then I upgraded to the women's, um, 
because the the men's socks like what i found is like uh the range of shoe size is gigantic yeah right? so like they're like okay everybody who wears everything between a six to a 12 yeah they put you in the same size they put you in the same size sock yeah and me being at the lower end of that spectrum socks are always too the big, socks right? are always too big they're too stretchy or not maybe not too stretchy but like you know they they don't feel they're not i've got the same problem it's, it's similar yeah. mine are always too small yeah the other way but then if i if i go to the size bigger mm-hmm. it's way too big yeah like i need like a 13 because that's, that's, so, that's my foot size but why, i, can't I mean that. why why can't we make socks we, we, we make, make shoes, shoes. Yeah. yeah we make shoes to match your foot size blair i think we're having a revelation here yeah, I'm. <laughs> this could be the thing. I mean, the shoes go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What? Yeah. All the way up. So to why the can't whatever, socks? Right? Yeah. Custom socks, measured specifically to your feet. Oh my god, mind blown. Mind. Like we're I'm gonna be millionaires. Millionaires. Yeah. This is, this is this is great. I almost want to call my wife in here right now <laughs> to tell her that like this is a groundbreaking moment. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why anyone hasn't thought of that. They probably have, and it's just not. Well, maybe maybe I'm buying a low-end sock, and, like, I mean, I, I buy like my socks a one-size-fit-all, but, but then if you buy, like, a really high-end sock, you know. I, would you pay more to have a sock that fits your foot? Uh, you, like how, much it was, more? how much more am I paying per sock? Okay. So... Uh, I was looking at socks the other day at Walmart, and you could get 24 pairs for 20 bucks, roughly like a dollar a pair. Okay. So would I pay two dollars for? Would a you sock pay two dollars for a oh, sock? Yeah. What if it was six dollars though? Like a nice pair of dress socks is like six bucks. Yeah, if they're or dress- maybe even twelve, twenty-four dollars, depending on how nice you're going there. Well, okay. So what am it really comes down to is what is the intended usage of the sock? Right? Am I showing off a little bit of ankle? Am I, am I using these for <laughs> performance? Like, am I working out in these socks? How like, often if I, do you show your ankles? Uh, not ankle, but like, you know, am I wearing dress slacks where when I sit down, my socks are? Showing, oh, okay, okay. Right? Sorry. See, but like, if if I'm uh, if I'm you know playing sports, I don't want my socks to fit tight, right? tight, right? Yeah. And because I don't want any you don't slippage want to cut inside off circulation. The shoe. Yeah, exactly. But I want it to be snug. Yeah. But I've had socks before, though, that like around the like ankle socks, like around the ankle, mm-hmm. really tight. But that was the only way I could get them to like fit my foot. Mm-hmm. It's problems. So custom socks. Yeah. Where do you buy your clothes? Kohl's. <laughs> Kohl's? Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> Blair's the only man I know that shops at Kohl's. You know that's like the middle-aged woman store. Yeah, but um, how much Kohl's cash do you have? <laughs> well, the, the problem with Kohl's cash is it expires. Um, okay. Yeah, so you have to use it like within a month of that's where they get you receiving though. it. Yeah, exactly. That's where they get you. But you know, with Kohl's, like they send coupons and ads and like all these little ways to uh, lower the price of the clothes. Mm-hmm. And you know, I one of the They're greatest victories of my life has been I bought like a. Two hundred, three hundred dollar jacket, mm-hmm. which was way too big for me. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and 
and I know it was way too big for me because Charlie Metter, mm-hmm. our mutual Charlie, friend, yeah, um, he's a taller guy. He he wore the jacket, and it was big even on him. Oh, and okay. so so I I know it's too big for me, but I I got it for like eleven bucks. How using, did you do this? Using I had shopped, I had spent whatever ungodly amount of money at Kohl's to like <laughs> revamp my wardrobe. I don't know. This was like in 2010 or something. Okay. And, um, and so I had just oodles of Kohl's cash and mm-hmm. then I like, like had a times two points coupon or something like that. And I, I just made, and I remember the checkout lady being like, oh yeah, let me scan this. And, you know, and then being like, okay, let me cash in my Kohl's cash. And because it was expiring that day, it was like the only thing I like wanted to buy. I was like, I got to use this up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I I got this. I, I don't I don't want to venture how much it was, but it was over a hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and I got it for like, yeah, next to nothing. Next to right. nothing. And this is what you're all about. Blair is all about like, you know, taking advantage of the system, right? Oh, when, you, <laughs> when you say it, it sounds so bad. <laughs> but I've done it too, you know. Like, uh, so you're a hustler. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a hustler. So like. When I used to used to work as a production assistant on TV shows, mm-hmm. if you don't know what that is, basically uh, I get people's coffee and other things. Uh, coffee is one one area where it really kind of pays off. But then also every store, almost every store, has a rewards card, right? And they give you rewards points. And when you're on a TV production, you're spending thousands upon thousands of dollars everywhere. So. Uh, I would I would open up rewards accounts at these yeah. stores. So at the stores they would frequently send me out to, uh, and and then I would just uh, I would give them my phone number when they asked for the rewards zone number, and I would collect points. And uh, I paid for I paid for a desk from Office Depot that way. And, like I didn't pay anything for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like miles, uh, rewards, um, yeah. points. These are. Yeah, like taking advantage of these is especially you're when not, you're in business. If you're not, you're in, you're you're not playing it right. Right. Um, and it, I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen my binder? I've um, seen your binder. Yeah. So, my binder. Uh, for those of you who don't know, is this? It's a. Uh, I don't even know what color it is. It looks. It, the, it looks like a children's Pokemon collection. That's exactly what. But it looks it's like. yeah. It's so, rewards cards. Yeah, it's just full of every like. Um. What's that Froyo place that yogurt land, right? Like every rewards card, every time I go to a place, even if I don't remember the rewards card, I'll like mm-hmm. get another one and then have him stamp it or punch it or yeah. whatever, get the points. And, uh, and then I'll add it to the binder. And it, yeah, you got, you're exactly right. I got all the little, um, baseball card, uh, Pokemon card type, like laminated sheets where I keep all these things. <laughs> And then if I if I'm traveling, for example, and I only need okay, I need only need my credit card page, for example, mm-hmm. um, which is I have an ungodly amount of credit cards as well. So yeah. like, how uh, many credit cards do you have? Oh, it's got to be <laughs> in the teens. Yeah, yeah. Because every time I make a major purchase, I'll open, open a, new a one, credit right? card. Yeah, so I can get the points. And it's paid. It's paid for you know multiple vacations, and uh, what I've re- learned is it it doesn't affect your credit score as long as you keep as long the balance as you, yeah, to zero, right? Yeah, so as long off. as you 
you're disciplined about it and you pay them off. Yeah. Yeah. Pay them off. I have an interesting perspective on credit card debt. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so my perspective on credit card debt is it's not debt if you could pay it off at any moment. Right. So, like, I have balances, but, like, they're all 0%. And, like, like I, I could pay them off. But it's good to keep a little bit of a balance exactly. on yeah. the cards, right? So Otherwise, I think you're it's, a dead I think it's twenty. I'm not a financial advisor, by the way. <laughs> so if you, Neither am if I. you mess up your credit. Like, Please don't do it. I think I it's do. around 25%. Of your overall credit mm-hmm. that you should be utilizing every month. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't, I don't utilize. I don't know if this is even a fraction of that, because when you have, you know, call it fourteen, fifteen credit cards. Do you always increase the, the limits? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So the, they say if, you're supposed so to do that. If the limits, so if I have fifteen credit cards and the limit of each one is ten thousand dollars. Then you could easily I, buy a house. It's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which I can't, I can't possibly like spend that much, or not even that much, but like even a portion of that every month. You know. Yeah. So uh, it's disconcerting that I need to be utilizing twenty five percent because there's no way I could keep that going. Hmm. Well, maybe I mean you pick a couple and you keep those going. But I'm big on the rewards cards, mm-hmm. the re- rewards credit cards. I got the Southwest card. Yeah. I got that this year. It was $69. It's an interesting price. And so it was $69 for the year. But uh, I had never paid for a credit card before. I didn't see the point in that uh, because people give them to you for free. But this one was giving enough rewards points, like, like miles or whatever. I thought it might be worth it. So I paid for it because they were going to give me 10,000 rewards points, which was basically worth like at least one flight and maybe half of another. Mm -hmm. So I signed up and I've been on it for a few months. I've racked up like another 10,000 points after flying for free. And now they're offering 40,000 free points. (laughs) That's like enough for like four free flights. Yeah. And it's the same deal. Like, like, how does that happen? Like, I, I just want to be treated equally here. Yeah. Speaking you know, of being treated what, equally, this is what I got another happens. story about that. Well, hang on. This is what always happens with, with me and basically anybody else who lives similar lifestyles with me. is like, no matter what, like, any, anybody who travels for business or work, nowadays I don't travel that much, but, like, I still play the the miles and credit card rewards games. and. Mm-hmm. It's like no matter where I go with somebody, like it always seems, and maybe it's my fault. It's like it's partially my fault. I'm part of the problem and not the solution. But like we always end up talking about how to maximize our miles and credit card rewards. Mm -hmm. Or like I just cashed in on this or whatever. And that's like it's it's I don't know. I'm I'm getting tired of this conversation (laughs) with with various people. well, I'm sorry to bring no, up on a podcast, it's Blair. Good. It's good. Um, yeah, people, people that are in like uh, those uh, those mileage clubs and stuff, they they love it. Yeah, they love it. But um, I I'm pretty sure you're one of those people that are, are pre-checked, right? Yes. Okay. So I was, mm. uh, and I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. If I have, it was probably on that episode where the audio was all messed up. So you can go listen to this one so 
uh, I was flying back from Fort Myers, Florida. Mm-hmm. And Fort Myers is like a tiny airport. And they just got one, one like tiny security section with like a couple lines. One of those being pre-check. And you know, if you're flying out of Hartsfield, they put the pre-check line in another area. So you don't have to see those people. <laughs> right. In fact, and they're this, shielded yeah. by like a section of Lexan and glass. Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in this airport, you got to stand there in line while the pre-check people just walked right through. <laughs> and so there was this old guy, and he was going, I just want to be treated fairly. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, he was having to stand there while, you know, all these other people, and I'm sure it, it was like an ageism thing, because he was mm-hmm. like, I'm old. These people are young. What are they doing better than me? <laughs> like, why are they going to skip the line? Respect so, your elders. <laughs> respect your elders. <laughs> so, it's I mean, like people don't, they don't understand. Like times change and mm-hmm. like you got to adapt. Uh, I'm not pre-checked yet, but I definitely want to be. Uh, but like speaking of like things changing, um, me growing up, like I, I've always been pumping my own gas. I can remember times like when I wasn't even like, like driving a car and my mom would be like, get out there and pump the gas. It's right. cold. You know, things like that. Right. So like when I moved to LA and uh, every time I would hop out of my car, a homeless guy would run up and want to pump my gas for me. I was like, man, stop trying to pump my gas. I'm not going to give you a nickel. And so this would happen all the time. And then uh, last year when we went to, uh, to New Jersey, uh, we got in this weird situation where like I got out of the car and this guy's like, all right, well, what what are you going to get? You're going to get unleaded 87 premium? I was like, I can pump my own gas. He was like, uh, no, you can't. I'm like, yeah, I can. <laughs> get away from me. Because I thought he was like some guy like trying to earn a buck. And he was like, no, it's illegal for you to pump your own gas. And then he pointed to a sign that said that I couldn't pump my own mm-hmm. gas. But what you were telling me before the podcast was this is also – changing in another state yeah so oregon and i don't know if it's true for like major cities like portland but um rural oregon uh always had gas station attendance and so um now as a as of i think yesterday um and the law goes into effect in a few days you have the option to pump an option your own gas or you can still use the attendant and i'm not even sure if the gas stations will keep the attendant right to to pump your gas given that now they can save that money now they can save the money Mm. of having to pay that guy but um and and i'm sure it'll be widely adopted just like it has been in the other 49 or 48 united states right yeah um but yeah, I, I just found it so bizarre because I I thought New Jersey was the only place. Yeah, me too. That had gas station attendance. Oregon, of all places. Yeah. I, hmm. yeah. People will live to tell about it, I'm sure. <laughs> but you were you were saying that like there was like a a guide on how to survive pumping yeah. your own gas. Is yeah. that is that right? Yeah, it was on uh, lifehacker.com. Lifehacker.com. Or we'll be sure to put this in the in the description yeah. in case there's anybody in Oregon out there that needs to learn how to pump their own gas without dying. Uh, we'll make sure to put that there. Uh, you know, I don't think gas stations cause as many deaths as guns, 
but <laughs> people who carry guns. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Blair? I, okay, I'll stop you. I'll stop you. I know you like guns. All right, yeah. So I'm a big gun guy. I'm a mechanical engineer. I like guns because they're essentially a machine that you can hold in your hand yeah. and you can really reach out and ruin someone's day from really far away. <laughs> or you can defend yourself. Right. Or you can just have fun, you know, blowing up bottles, right? Right. Um, I I have a license to carry a gun, but I I don't think I ever have in my entire life. You you don't like keep it on your waist. I don't keep it on my waist. I don't keep it in my car. I don't um, keep it in my coat or my bag. I've never carried a gun unless I'm walking into the gun range to use right. it. Um, and I I guess part of it me part of the reason I don't is because I'm not carrying a gun to be a tough guy. Right. And really defend myself. I'm carrying a gun because I want to carry it into the shooting range and shoot it and then put it away and not look at it again for 11 months mm-hmm. until it's warm enough again that I can go outside and shoot again. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely, um, uh, I don't even want to say I'm pro gun because I feel uh, there are certain guns that I feel like people shouldn't have. Right. Um, yeah. Like I mean, nobody you draw needs the line some of the guns you can get. It's ridiculous on um, what you can just buy off the internet nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I get all my guns off the internet. Um, and you know that. Is it easy I have to to purchase those guns. guns? Yeah, it's it's incredibly easy. Do you have to like show like a license or anything? No. Or? No. Really? You to you just click. It's like Amazon. I think I'm gonna buy there's a gun, a, guys. There's. <laughs> like, so there's there's two websites um, that are like the big ones. One's called gunbroker.com, okay. and the other one's like Guns America. We'll or put the links in the description below. And, There'll um, probably be affiliate links. Yeah, and yeah, you just there's it's like an eBay auction. You can bid on them, or you can buy them now. And usually the buy now price is like, you know, just it's well within reason and uh and this is how you get like the really specialized guns how much how much would you pay for a, a specialized gun like this well, <laughs> i've paid too much i've spent too much money have you on spent, guns. in fact i have you spent four figures gun. on a gun yes wow yeah i have and some a lot of guns you have to spend four figures um See, I can't imagine spending more than like three or four hundred dollars. Yeah, but I'm an idiot with my money, <laughs> and I have nothing else to spend it on, and so I'm now in Nevada. Because I know in in Georgia, because yeah. this was the thing that surprised me. It's open carry here. Yeah, is Nevada the same way? I'm pretty sure it's open carry in most of the United States. Like it, concealed carry is the one that you need the permit for, but uh, open carry it's like it's protected by law under the is it Second Amendment or something? It, or it's it's how I each thought, state interprets that. I thought that you needed a permit for both for open carry. No, not in every state. Because I think most states allow open carry. Because I think this is a thing that will surprise uh, tourists. Who come to the metro Atlanta area is mm-hmm. like 
how common it is to like be walking in a gas station and there'll be a guy with a gun strapped to his waist, like just out, out yeah. in the open. And like, he's, he's not like pulling legal. it out or it's anything. Completely it's completely legal. Yeah. I just find it. I found it surprising when it, the first time I saw it. There was, um, there's a really interesting statistic about, um, essentially everybody will justify carrying guns by saying, Oh, I, I, would use it for self-defense right yeah. Every, but um how do those people really act when it when it exactly, gets down to it exactly and um i think there was um a study a few years ago that showed like unless you're really absolutely mentally prepared to pull the trigger um via you know tons of um muscle memory training and whatnot mm-hmm. you're you're never really going to be prepared to to defend yourself. You're going to hesitate, and someone who's desperate for money or drugs, or who doesn't really have that um, pause in their mm-hmm. synapses, they're not going to they're not going to hesitate, and and you're you're not going to be and ending up able to. Do use you think that's why there's scramble. there's so many police murders? Is because they do have that muscle memory that they just. Yeah, they're you, you're it's just automatic. They're, yeah, um, yeah, it might be. Yeah, hmm. they they're those guys are on edge all their the time. entire shift. Yeah, right. So, um, it doesn't surprise me at all that you know they they're a little trigger happy when it comes to sudden movement. Right. So that's what they always tell you, especially when you have a concealed carry permit in s- several states. I, what I've seen is like. What they'll do is they'll run the plates, mm-hmm. and when they when they pull you over and they're like, oh, it, I guess it flashes on their screen or something where it says, oh, this guy has a concealed carry permit, mm-hmm. so it's probably on either on his person or his vehicle, you know, so a, they're on a possibly edge. loaded firearm. So these guys are on edge, and and that's why I'm going to let my concealed carry permit expire. What I've realized is it does it causes me nothing but stress. Because legally, um, I believe you can you can keep it in your glove box, correct? So, I think you have to keep the ammunition separately, right? Separately, okay. and it can't be loaded, but you can keep the gun. Um, so, like, if like aliens happen to land, you'd have to scramble to your trunk, grab get, the bullets. Yeah, but like you would still be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. For that eventuality. yeah i mean how do you how do you feel about like when you can get a gun because like in the united states technically you're an adult right when you're 18 Mm -hmm. what 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 exactly are the gun laws as far as like or anywhere is it like different for different states it's like some places like 16 or so i've bought guns in georgia tennessee and nevada and I think they're all red states they're all fairly conservative mm-hmm. pro-gun um states and uh it, the process is more or less always the same it's um in the case of buying a gun on the internet you you buy your gun they ship it not directly to you they'll ship it to a third-party gun store who's considered ffl approved which i can't recall what ffl stands for but it's like firearm licensed place 
And what they have to do is they hold the gun until um, you come in and then they run a background check on you, which typically takes five to ten minutes. Really? Um, and then you pay them the transfer fee, which depending on your FFL um, could be anywhere from free to 20 to 30 bucks. And you've already paid for the gun, so it's your property. Mm-hmm. So they just pay the 20 or 30 bucks. Um, I think, I think you know what, I think it might be the background check fee. But, okay. yeah, they run this background check and they say, okay, you're good to go. Um, you don't have any felonies or misdemeanors in the last, whatever, X number of years. Here's your gun. And they just, really? they just let you simple. walk out of it, walk out of the store with, with it. Yeah, it's that simple. And it's... It, and it's it's more affordable to go that route than it is to purchase in a store. Typically, yeah, you're gonna see it's just like buying anything else on the internet, right? You're gonna mm-hmm. have a much wider range or broader spectrum of prices, right? And do you buy see, do you buy used guns or do you buy new guns? Only? I always buy new. It's it's um, it's not like buying a car. Um, right. I I really would prefer there not to be rounds fired through it mm-hmm. um when was the last time you bought a used car though <laughs> two years ago i bought the van used oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i was i was just uh, mentioning that because blair blair tends to buy oh yeah well nice new cars the you know my uh my most recent um well actually not my most recent but one of my really treasured purchases um, is my my Mitsubishi Evolution Ooh. and uh, classic car. Oh my God, the trouble I had to go through to get that car. Um, so part of it, part of the problem is it's a really it's a really long in the tooth car. Like it's a really really old car. They've been making this generation of Evolution since like two thousand five or two thousand eight, mm-hmm. whatever. And I think this year they finally stopped. Or, I'm sorry, last year. But, um, yeah, I remember when I was first trying to find this car. And with the particular, there was, like, one particular option. I can't even remember what it was. But, like, I wanted this suspension or something Mm -hmm. that I wanted. Only, like, three dealerships in the country had, like, the color I wanted and the option I wanted. And uh, the closest one to me was in Chicago, Illinois. Or it wasn't actually in Chicago. It was in Bloomington, Illinois. And, uh, of course, I, I'm going to go buy the car there, and I wanted to drive it back to mm-hmm. Nashville, Tennessee, which is where I lived at the time. And uh, so I, I looked up, how can I get to this city, Bloomington, um, Illinois, without, you know, without having to drive there, rent a car, or fly there? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I get there um, the cheapest way? And I, I discovered Megabus. Have you ever ridden the Megabus? I have not. So the Megabus is this uh, big double-decker two-story bus. You see them all the time. There's like a little yeah, yellow man. Yeah, through the city, right? Um, yeah, who, and it stops at you know one or two stops in the city. And it'll pick up passengers, and then you pay like whatever. It, you can pay like as low as like five bucks. Yeah, it's cheap, And it'll right? take you to you know three states away. Um, and it's nice. It has Wi-Fi and little TVs mm-hmm. and... Um, it's definitely better than the Greyhound. So I, I, I discovered Megabus, and I, I bought a ticket, and I got on it. And the bus was traveling through um, uh, 
a couple of states and a, a couple of major cities. And one of the one of the, the second to last stop was a town um, called Bloomington, Indiana. And I was I don't know why I, I must have gotten mixed up between Indiana and Illinois, having not grown up in the Midwest. I <laughs> I put in Indiana into the Megabus thing, and so. I was just like, oh, the Megabus takes me right there. Well, it didn't. It took me to Bloomington, Indiana, when I needed to go to Bloomington, Illinois, which is extremely frustrating. It's like naming another city in South Carolina, Atlanta. Well, maybe not that one, but like, what's what's the... Greenville? Sewanee. Like, it'd be Mm -hmm. as if you named a, a, not major, but like somewhat well-known city in Georgia the same as or like you, athens in yeah athens yeah. greece it's like you thought you were buying a plane ticket to athens greece um, and going to athens Atlanta. i think lebanon is like a major heavily used lebanon for city. indiana too yeah there's a Le- i think there's a lebanon in a lot of states there's <laughs> a lebanon weird. georgia um anyway so so i i ended up getting off the bus in bloomington in indiana essentially realized my mistake on the last step of the bus and i'm like oh need this is not where i need to be (laughs) i'm not even in the right state and i I, and i got that sinking feeling because i'm i was uh what am i gonna do i was young i was like 21 22 at the time and uh i was like oh my god i'm what should i do and i i look up what's the where's the next stop that the megabus will take me and it was chicago illinois so i i was like okay well at least i'm in the right state if i go to chicago (laughs) And so I I, uh, I got back on the bus, rode it all the way to Chicago, and this was like it was like close to five this hours. time. It was close to this time. Um, yeah, it was it, it was an overnight ride, and so when I got off of the, off the bus in Chicago, it was like six in the morning. It's freezing. I'm oh, completely yeah. underdressed because I thought I would just like walk off the bus catch a taxi there was no like uber at the time but like Mm -hmm. well there was but i i was it wasn't as popular as it is now but like i was like sure i'll just catch a taxi ride to the um dealership buy my car drive it home but that's not at all what happened right so bloomington illinois is um like an hour south of blooming or chicago by train by amtrak train Mm -hmm. so i i was and i had figured out in panic like okay amtrak train is the best way to um get to this city because yeah. it goes right through but unfortunately the the last train there like departed at 6 a.m and i had to wait until 6 p.m so i had to wait oh 12 hours in chicago completely underdressed essentially like a bum because all i had was like a backpack yeah. or something and I dressed pretty grungy, and you probably looked like a I probably person. looked like a homeless dude, yeah, and because I was just like sitting on the edge of the street, <laughs> like waiting for six p.m. to roll around so I could buy this train ticket. Wow! And uh, long story short, I I get on the train, um, you know, buy the car and drive it home. But man, it's it was what a trip! It was a stupid experience in the sense that. I just couldn't believe that a single typo, like I-N instead of I-L yeah. in my Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever it was at the time, had completely just 
cost me an extra day and <laughs> a train ticket and all this headache. Now, had you already purchased the car before you, you bought the ticket? No. I, so you were going there with the intention to with purchase the intention. it. Yeah. And I, I had already been on the phone with the dealer and he had, you know, assured me like, okay, you're, you're the guy, you know, I'm not going to okay. sell to anybody else until you get here. And, you know, I'm sure you'll get here because we close at 6 p.m. And, mm-hmm. and you didn't. I, well, I, you, you he, got the he, I told, I called him, I told him what was happening and he was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, guy's not that's, a liar, right? that's, that's a good story. <laughs> it's legit. I'll stay open, you know, for you. And he, like, it was just like this one guy and his manager, like, keeping the lights on, waiting for me to get there. So I'm wow. extremely grateful to that guy. Wow. That's, like, quite the adulting moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, speaking of adulting, <laughs> um, man, I've been really thinking about this a lot. I mean, you're, you're... You made adult. it on your own. Yeah, you're an adult. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this because we talked about yesterday, yesterday um, how, well, I guess I guess we talked about things like kids believe, like ghosts and Bigfoot. I, 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 you're saying kids believe that, well, right? <laughs> yeah, I definitely, that's true. That's true. I definitely subscribe to it. All right. I believe it. You don't? Hmm? You don't, uh, Kevin? Nah, I don't no, want to get into this it. again. I don't. I mean, we don't have to. We don't want this to turn into like a ghost, Ghostbusters podcast or something. Not that that would be a terrible thing, but adulting. When did you feel like you were on your own? Um, man, that's a good question. I would have to say, getting a car. So, in college, changed my so life. So was, was, was the Evo that, the moment you felt like... No, I had another car before that. I drove a, um, a V8 Mustang before that. And um, it uh, it was a huge life changer for me, like in terms of, of, of maturity. Um, because, you know, it, it, is, it is where, in my mind, the line between kid and adult is making payments or were you, you no i i had inherited the car but i was paying for my own gas and insurance okay and okay whatnot. and so um learning to like shop around for insurance and okay. having to do my own car maintenance um for the first time in my life um was a turning point um and it off it offers as a college student in any major metropolitan area it offers so much freedom Right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, ha- having a car is everything. I mean, I I had a car before I turned sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid. I paid for it. it was, uh, bought it off a family member, like a thousand dollars. But uh, it was a piece of junk. But it worked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I didn't. I didn't pay for car insurance. I think until. That's when I moved. When I moved to LA, yeah, mm. I think that's that's when I started paying for things, because uh, uh, it was just a whole different whole different situation. So I, I was kind of forced into being an adult, and the re- the way I would explain this is um, I made a series of major mistakes in high school that caused so. my dad to say, 
I can't afford for you to be my kid in the sense that I won't cover your expenses. Like I, I won't pay for your car insurance because mm-hmm. you've, you've wrecked the car or you've dented this or dented that and you ran over this person's mailbox, whatever. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I did run over a mailbox, but I, that, that one I didn't tell my dad. But, uh, <laughs> I just put the mailbox back in the ground after I ran it over. Oh my gosh. But, uh, yeah. And, and I had racked up a major cell phone bill. This was before there was like unlimited data and unlimited mm-hmm. minutes and all. And, uh, and so my dad was like, I'm not going to pay for your your communication expenses, your your cell phone bills and your internet and mm-hmm. your um, your car, especially this your when car you're in high school. What's that? You're in high school? Yeah, yeah. Because we, like, we had State I'm not Farm paying for and this anymore. The, uh, the insurance company actually refused to cover me um, because really? they, they said, you know, you're, you're not – insurable or we we will incur- cover you but it's going to be like you're high risk yeah you're high risk you're the premiums are going to be insane and wow. i want to say i've calmed down since then but i still buy no, crazy you definitely cars. you definitely have <laughs> i saw you driving the other day in your dad's prius yeah you were yeah, like yeah. drifting around the corners and like I, cutting through the median like <laughs> <laughs> It's an electric car it's not made for that it's a hybrid it's, it's a okay hybrid. it has an it's a hybrid <laughs> Yeah, what what do you think was a defining moment for you to to become an adult? Oh, that's a <clears throat> or that's a hard one. Is there any? Let me ask you this because you to to anyone else who may not know you as well mm-hmm. as I do, you, from the external view, you're you're an adult. You you have a house. I'm sure you mm-hmm. pay a mortgage. You're married to yeah, a very yeah, I paid the woman. bill today. Um, <laughs> you have you know you're you have a baby room. Uh, I, I, I mean, now it just came with the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not, it's, there's no baby. Well, that's true. <laughs> and, and we're talking about turning it into a podcast room. Right? It's going to be a podcast room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you essentially pay for at least everything that I know of. Um, yeah, I don't, own, I don't get any expenses, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, and, and you know, but the th- crazy thing is there's still, um, a lot of people out there who are older than you and, and me, yeah, whose and their parents, parents still pay for things. Yeah, their parents still pay for their car insurance. Um, their parents still—that's uh, an easy one, right? Mm-hmm. But like, their parents may still pay for their cell phone bill. Yeah. Um, e- even if they're, you know, a adult in every other regard, like their parents still cover them. Um, and I, I personally feel like that's holding people back. Yeah. No, I, 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 like, I think you have agree. to, you have to be in the situation where like, oh, if I don't make money, right. I don't get to have these things. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta be in that, that situation. Otherwise, uh, y- you know, like y- you remain, remain a child. Well, and, I, I think a lot of people are, are very fearful of taking this first step into adulthood and like learning how to, um, essentially solve their own problems. You should teach a like an online course on how on to be how an to adult. adult. Oh, I wouldn't be the first. I'm sure there's there's, there's probably there's, there's probably tons of them, there. and you wouldn't want to learn from me because <laughs> I, I I learned I learned the hard way, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, through making mistakes <laughs> rather than I think that's how it, that's how everybody has to learn. Yeah, I guess that's true. And like I mean, like you yeah. make mistakes, and you like, and sometimes like, oh, that's okay, mm-hmm. and like you. You know, like you make mistakes of like who you you pick for car insurance, mm-hmm. things like that. Like I've 
overpaid plenty of times for things. But had I shopped around more, I probably would have had a better deal. Right. You know, so like those things happen. Mm-hmm. You were talking about uh, being reckless though and getting in uh, car accidents. It reminded me of uh, when I was in high school. I mentioned before that I had a pretty crappy car. Mm. I paid a thousand dollars for wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the green? It was a green? No, 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 no. That was in that was in college. Oh, okay. That's a different situation. Uh, so I've been in. How many cars have you owned? A lot. So I'll, I'll walk you. I'll walk you through it. I had yeah. a, I had, I had a neon when I was in high school. Uh-huh. I drove that all the way through high school, and then I had that for my freshman year, but I couldn't have a car on campus, so I sold it. Sold it for a thousand dollars. I sold it what I paid for it, and then I purchased a a ninety five Volkswagen Jetta junk mm-hmm. finally got that sold bought a 96 eclipse junk mm-hmm. like the, the, the this is the, the green one no this is a diff- different car the, wow. the, the the this one like the the gears were like all locking up and stuff mm-hmm. finally got that sold bought another 96 eclipse this one was kind of okay but then that thing same same thing transmission problems finally got that thing sold and then I bought that that green, you know, decked out. Uh, what was it? it? Was a Chevy? Uh, wasn't the Cobalt? It was the thing before the Cobalt. Chevy something. Cavalier. Cavalier. It was a Cavalier. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but it basically it had like the body kit on it, like mm-hmm. oh, house of color paint. Like I mean, it was it was tricked out. Had like pop doors and like. Yeah. I mean, it was it was it was dope, and. Uh, so I, I really, I, I love that car. That was, that's, I mean, to this day, that was probably my favorite car I've ever had. It, it Nobody th- else. There was, you're the only person in the world who says having a Cavalier was my favorite car. Right, because nobody's Cavalier looked like that. Right. That's true. And like I would have I continued to drive that, but I blew the head on it. Because mm. it wasn't, it, like under the hood, it was a Cavalier. Yeah. On the outside, <laughs> it was a freaking race car. <laughs> But under the hood, <laughs> it was it was a, a 90, 96 or ninety seven Cavalier. Yeah, yeah. So you're doing a zero to sixty and oh, like, it, was it was slow. But then it had an guy. exhaust on it too, so it was like oh, like it sa- it sounded you know savage good. when it was coming around. Yeah. But like I mean, I would gun that thing <laughs> like and so like you. so like eventually you know the head cracked uh-huh. and. Uh, I got it threaded with a, a new uh, a new screw and the mm-hmm. and then uh, it just started spitting one day and I was like I got to get rid of this thing mm-hmm. so I traded that for a uh, Pontiac Grand Am GT which is actually a really nice car they have problems though small problems but it was a pretty nice car and then I moved to LA so I sold that and then when I got to LA I was like you know what I'm gonna get a neon. <laughs> This is this is the one you gave to Carlos, or uh? yeah, this is the one the one that I sold to Carlos. So, so like I w- but literally that that was my whole thing was like, I was like I'll get a, oh I actually missed a car in there. I had a I had a I had a two thousand one Civic somewhere in there. Wow, that was actually that was my favorite car. That's what happened. Okay, so I had that, I had those eclipses, and then I got, I got the Civic. Now there's a magical thing about this Civic, and my cousin listens to this podcast, so I'm sure sure he'll like this. So my cousin had this Civic, 
when he was in like, I don't know if he was in high school. He may have been right out of high school. It was a 2001 Civic. This thing was sick. Like, I mean, it was clean. It was, I'll, if I can find pictures of it, I will. But, I mean, I had memories from riding with, with my cousin in that Civic. And then, like, years later, like, at like far down the line, this car's been sold multiple times. I get the Civic. And so, like, I had the Civic. The same car. It was the same one. Wow. Yeah. So like, it was like I loved that car. It was like, like, like. This is a. What do you drive now? I drive a Civic. Yeah. So like, I, 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 I the Civic had always been my car ever since I saw the first Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love the Civic. Yeah. So like, I got, I got the this this Civic, which had memories in this Civic from when I was younger. And then now I was, I was in college and I had the Civic back and I freaking loved it. At this wow. point, though. The sentimental value. Yeah. At this point, though, it had over 300,000 miles on it. Like this thing was like beat. Mm-hmm. But like it still looked clean. And I mean, like it was almost like the Cavalier, though. It was, it was, it was bright white, though, but like had a body kit on it and everything, Motigi rims. Like it was, it was sick. And uh, so I got this Civic. And I probably had it like two or three weeks. I'm driving through campus, and this guy plows through a red light and hits me. Oh, totals no. that car. Oh. It's it's oh. the worst, right? Yeah, and uh, I would be heartbroken. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, but the problem was though, like the police come and everything, and like, and and then, like he was driving this big van. And oh, he driving. pulls his child in a wheelchair out of the back of the van. Like, apparently this guy was, like, coming to visit campus uh, with his kid from California. His disabled his kid. His disabled kid, whatever. And so he throws this whole fit to the cops and accuses me mm-hmm. of running the red light. When it was him. I know campus, like, the back of my hand. Yeah. Like, I did not run a red light. And so... He he! I get the police report back, and it says that I hit him. Mm-hmm. The cop didn't even talk to me, so naturally I'm super upset, and so uh, I had no other choice but to sue him. And I never sued anybody before in my life. Wow! But because uh, my insurance, I think that's a defining moment of adulthood. Yeah, too, right? definitely. It has to be. Yeah, because I had to I had to go to the courthouse Your and file suit? a lawsuit and yeah. everything, and uh, and I'll never do that again. Uh, yeah, because it's just. It was a total waste of my time. I went through the whole court process, and like, you know, what ended up happening was he sued me back after I sued him, mm-hmm. uh, which is a pretty common practice. When you sue somebody, uh, in order to get out of it, they'll just sue you back, right, for like something more. And like, so he sued me back, said that he was going through pain and suffering and stress because this lawsuit had like t- taken like some mental like like effect on him, and. I'll never forget what he said in court was he was like, I could hear him coming around the corner, racking that exhaust off on that car, which was, this was the crazy thing was the car did not have like, like a tuner exhaust on it or anything. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. straight, it like was factory. Civic exhaust, yeah, it was civic to, super quiet. Yeah. And it wasn't even an SI. Like it was an LX. Right. It was, it's not that loud. Mm-hmm. And so like he, he throws this whole thing out there and I'm just like shaking my head and I'm like, your honor, like the car did not have <laughs> like <laughs> exhaust on it. Like he probably couldn't even hear me. He hit me like, but anyways, it, 
you know, it's not like Judge Judy where like they're like, okay, this is who gets the money. That's exactly what I'm envisioning, though. That's not what happens. The judge looks at everything. They look at the pictures. They look at the police report. And then they go, okay, we'll let you know in two weeks what's going to happen. Hmm. It's like two weeks later. I would make a TV. They, they call it a draw. Yeah. So, like, I didn't get anything. So then you I just s- had to pay your court fees. Yeah, which was like several yourself? hundred dollars. Yeah. But I got sued back. So then my, my insurance company, they... They retaliated. Like, your insurance covers you that way. That's oh. why you should have insurance. Like, even if you're in a state that doesn't require it. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you get sued, you don't want to mess with, like, having to hire a lawyer. It's going to cost right. thousands thousands of dollars. So, I ended up selling the junked-out car for, like, 1500 bucks, And uh, that's, uh, that's when I got that green Cavalier, mm-hmm. which was... Like, if there was anything that could have replaced that Civic, yeah, yeah. it it's was that. Cavalier. And yeah. to this day... My favorite Civic is the 2001 Civic. Like I, I this is the fast the the SI, the SI 2001 yeah. Civic. I yeah. if I could if I could have a 2001 SI Civic brand new, I would take that over my my 2007 any day. I would take that over the the newer ones. I I, I just feel like that's that's the that is so bizarre. It's bizarre, right? The, the new but wouldn't you take it? Would you take an Evo eight over the Evo ten or eleven? There is no 11, but yeah. There's not Okay, that's fair. That's fair because, yeah, there's no 11. Yeah. There's not? Are yeah. you sure? No. The, 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 the new evolution is like a crossover. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's no 11. But, yeah, so but, like, yeah. but you would take an Evo I would take an Evo, yeah. In if fact, you could get an Evo reason, right after the, reason, off the factory line, you would take The it. reason I had to get the Evo 10 was because I couldn't find an Evo 9 mm-hmm. that had a reasonable amount of mileage and was reasonably priced. It, it was, in fact, it was even cheaper for me to buy a brand new ten. Yeah, I um, looked at I the, looked at an Evo nine when I was uh, shopping for my my Civic I have mm-hmm. now, and like it had like a hundred and thirty thousand miles on it, and they still wanted like sixteen thousand dollars. I was like, this yeah, is, there's the no Evos, way. Yeah, the Evos are. Uh, I don't know. I I think part of it is they're not making them anymore, and they're starting to pop up on the market again yeah. for like insanely high prices i mean just yeah and, and who doesn't tune an evo right or even like a, so they've all like they've all been heavily modified exactly and they and you know that they've been thrashed yeah. too that's why that's why i like my civic the way it is mm-hmm. because like nothing done to it right like except for the fact that it now has your evo rims on it other <laughs> oh, that's than, right other than that <laughs> Other than that, there's there's no modifications, and if I want to, I can throw the factory rims back on it very easily. They're yeah. in the garage, but um, I and I, I like the way that the those wider tires look on it. I think it looks that much more savage. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing people can say now? I don't know. Okay, so anyways, like I, I I just I don't know if if I if I could be living in 2001 and I could have a have a Civic Si right off the line, and I would take it. I saw one. I saw one the other day. I was pulling, was pulling onto the street to our house, and I look over, and there's a freaking like, like uh, Fiji blue SI 2001 mm-hmm. sitting next to me, like 14 inch rims on it, sitting on the ground. I'm like, man, that thing looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but I know he's probably looking at me, going, man, I wish I, I wish I could have one of those newer SIs, and I'm like. Bro, you don't even know. Like, like I, I'll trade you right now as long as that thing has less than a hundred thousand on it. Mm-hmm. But 
You know, so uh, what, what's been your favorite vehicle you've had? Oof. Um, I would have to say what I drive now. Uh, I, I, it's my first time getting a big truck. I, I, I drive a Ford Raptor. Um, Did you buy gen. this because of your size? No, <laughs> no. But you know, I, I, um, you would, you fit well in it. I fit yeah. well in it. It's, it's, it's very versatile. It is, it is very versatile, and they've really catered to the ninety eighth percentile of people, uh-huh. um, in terms of like adjustability and and and, um. Yeah, and I, I remember when I first bought it, one of our mutual friends was like, Blair, you look so tiny in that tr- huge truck. But, you know, having a truck has afforded me a tremendous amount of flexibility in my life um, because I like to build things with my hands. So I, I'm always going to Home Depot, getting lumber um, mm-hmm. and tools and whatnot, whatever. And, and having that bed has has been life-changing because I've always had small cars, right? So I've had, well, except for the... Uh, the van that I lived in, but mm-hmm. everything else has been like a small two or four door, um, sports car, or passenger car, which you really can't fit that much and really doesn't like lend itself to your hobbies. Um, if you have, if you, if you like to build anything mm-hmm. or if you like to snowboard or ride a bicycle, whatever, like this is an adventure vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially now that I live out where I live, you know, um, which is, there's like the desert. there's like no end to exciting things you can do, right? Yeah, so much open resources. Mm-hmm. All right, you should come out there and visit me. I'm just, I'm on Southwest.com right now buying my ticket. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for today. If you would like to hear a Denver and Blair show of some sort. <laughs> like let us know down in the comments, share this with your friends. If you want to hear like a, a, a podcast where uh, it's me and Blair, not just me and Josh on the regular Thursday show. This has been Blair filling in. I'm Denver. You can find me on social media at Denver Bailey. Blair, where can we find you? At B L R K M.